When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. Did you I say think other I said, episode? I think I did. Another. <laughs> another. In the words of DJ Khaled, another, another one. I hate him. He doesn't, Why, eat, his he doesn't eat pussy. Yes. <laughs> and he expects blowjobs on the reg. Poor fucking thing. The Rock came out and he was talking about how much he loves to do it. And we've talked about, I mean, we've talked multiple times about our desire to sit on The Rock's face. Yeah. Because it would just and be consensually. So It'd be so firm. So firm. I feel like that, like, you can't tell me that, like, that is not his number one request in mm-hmm. bed. 
Like he yeah. wants you to sit on his face. Yeah, I mean, because oh. I'm sure his dick is huge, so he wants you to be. <laughs> oh yeah, he's like, we gotta pre- we gotta prepare yeah. for this. <laughs> we gotta study for this exam. <laughs> oh my god, I told you I've had like one guy that I hooked up with. We refer to him as like Smart Water because yeah. like massive, and every girl he's ever slept with, which was like not a lot because like his dick was so big. We all used to get together and be like, we gotta talk. <laughs> Like it was like it was like a bonding thing with me and this like specifically one other girl where we were like how like I remember like he gave like that whole like guy thing where he's like just gonna give you like a warning and I'm like oh my god shut the fuck up and it's like you might want to like we were like drinking and smoking and he's like you know might want to have like drink a little more and I'm like dude like you are talking a big game do not flatter yourself pull this pants down and I was like yeah I'll take another shot like (laughs) I was just looking at it being like, I don't know how I was going to feel inside. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, and he, I don't think he'd ever, I mean, this was like way back when, so I'm sure things have changed now, but he had never been able to like finish from a blowjob because no girl had ever been able to like yeah. really <laughs> do it <laughs> because I mean, it was huge. Yeah. Oh, I wonder um, how Compared he's doing. to this microphone, the thickness. No, I'm. I when I say a smart water bottle, I'm like I'm okay. just a smart water bottle. Okay, like you're. It's a two hand girth, like okay. and like your fingertips are tight. Like you're, but you're. It. I have small hands, so mine would be. Oh. Just because even I on this, that. my finger doesn't on the microphone. My finger can't wrap around. So this like the Ari- are you like the Ariana Grande thing where Pete Davidson said like Ariana Grande like hinted that his dick was huge and he was like she's tiny everything's <laughs> <laughs> oh that's it's a good time it's a good time um wow quite the intro if you are <laughs> <Welcome>. new here <laughs> welcome this is a taste of us we are an advice podcast my name is megan i'm joined by my co-host melissa hello 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 and we love to give advice we have i mean you can see my if you're watching the video you can see my whole Pla- like my wall of plaques and degrees of why i'm so qualified to give said advice mm-hmm. Uh, plot twist if you're listening um there are none but you should still watch them and also Patreon. her walls are completely white with nothing on them yeah i keep saying i'm gonna redo this room and then i just keep not because i close the door and then i forget this room exists object permanence <laughs> so um we're an advice podcast you call in you leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 and international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Some requirements for your calls. Uh, you got to be 18 or over. Have your parents' permission. We ask that you write everything down. You practice. Make sure it's under that three-minute mark. Oh, I didn't tell you that. It's got to be under three minutes. You'll get cut off. Um, practice. Make sure it comes out within the right timing. Let us know your pronouns and all of the important details. And we love to give advice because we are professional cunts. We have more opinions than assholes <laughs> yeah and if you're here thinking like that we're somebody people that like preach love this isn't the place for you i the amount of times people have told me like megan you preach love and positivity and i'm like where tell me where olivia Find tell it. me fucking where in my life have i ever preached love and positivity i am a negative bitch yeah i mean uh, someone left us a comment saying for <gasps> two people that preach the love, they're such hypocrites. 
one star. I've been here from day one. I'm like, no, you haven't. You're a liar. Because I think it's season one. No, maybe season two that we said season two probably maybe i mean later but i'm I'm going based off of the locations of where we filmed mm-hmm. of we had one of our early lines that was um uh, you can't be racist and own an apple tv mm-hmm. nobody should be surprised about like we have not taken a massive shift in like what we talk about our like activism our political stance like we've personally I've been there since like I was 16 on the internet, but I mean like specifically for this podcast, like you have not once been hoodwinked or bamboozled. No, at all. So <laughs> what picture that you may have painted of us, that if, if, you, if any of this is offensive to you, this just isn't your podcast. Like mm-hmm. go somewhere else, go to um, some conservative person that will accept your lies and delusions of grandeur and uh, be happy over there. Enjoy. I'm sure their aesthetics just like not so great. Mm-hmm. And like, you're just like, you're just so disappointed. Oh, why can't we all just get along? The biggest issue is division. We need unity. And I'm like, excuse me while I jizz on your face. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Oh. And again, we're advice. We're like not here to be an unbiased, like political or like moral kind of shit. These mm-hmm. are our opinions. Right. If you have different opinions. Th- like you said, this is not the podcast for you. And it's not an airline. You do not have to announce your departure. Right. Also, like you people are coming for our opinions. <laughs> so let's get into the update. Yes, we start each one of our episodes now with um, a live update where we hop on Zoom with a caller from a previous episode and we get the update in real time. We can ask all the questions and all of that stuff. So this one is from the episode that aired March 8th of 2021 from season seven, episode 15. And she will give us an update on the other side. So I called a few weeks ago asking for advice on staying friends with my brother's ex-girlfriend. And my call is aired on episode 15, which was she wants me to move to Spain. Um, I admit I left out some important information. Um, I wrote notes. I should have written it (laughs) word for word. So this is a PSA to all the callers to actually write out what they want to say because bullet points didn't cut it. Um, I was so embarrassed when I left out our ages because that's like such an important part. But I'm 25. Um, My brother's almost 21 and his ex is almost 22. So I definitely think that brings a different dynamic Mm -hmm. to this situation as opposed to if we were in high school. Also, you asked if my brother and I lived together. I think I sort of mentioned it in the call that his ex was living with us for most of the, um, mm-hmm. of 2020. I was going to say most of the pandemic. <laughs> Sadly. Um, yeah, for real. And yeah, so when they got kicked off their college campus, she came and moved in with us. Their relationship was pretty mm-hmm. new. And then I moved in shortly after. Um, and I think that's sort of how we got really close mm-hmm. really fast because we were living together and it was really like, you know, stressful times. And yeah, but usually my brother and I don't live together. We haven't even lived in the same state in like six years. Um, And then another big thing that you asked about was if I asked my brother first. Yes, of course. That's the first thing I did was I was like, 
um, I figured he was doing okay since I found out he broke up with her. And I was like, how do you feel about her and I being friends? Mm -hmm. Like, is that okay with you? Does it bother you? And he said it was fine and that he actually expected it. Um, And then I felt better too, because I found out my mom also asked like, hey, like, you know, after the pandemic's over, like, can she come back and visit (laughs) us? Because a few months ago, she flew um, back home. She quarantined and then flew back to her family. Um, that was a long time, I think, especially at that age with a new relationship Mm -hmm. to be living with his family and, um, but we miss her a ton. And so (laughs) everyone in the family was like, we want to see her still. Um, he said it was fine. And then I also asked him how, if he thought she would be okay with, um, me like reaching out to her, if it was like too fresh or if like, that would be something that she like. Um, would like to hear from me but it was weird though because I had had broken up with her like a few days before and I didn't know and I was like texting her and like sending her TikToks as if everything was like normal that's on your brother like she mentioned (laughs) mentioned, for real I was like uh, she like she mentioned something about like being like sad or something and I was like, oh, yeah, like, we can talk to about it, like, when we FaceTime this weekend. Ooh. And I had no idea. I had no idea. Oh, he didn't no. tell me. I was like, Did you learn about it from him or from her? From him. I, okay. yeah, I, we were talking about something and I was saying, I was talking about some funny TikTok I sent her or something. And then he was like, being like, weird about it. And I was like, I don't know. I asked him something about, like, her and he was still being really weird and then I was like did you guys break up <laughs> and he was like yeah a few days ago and I was like rude <laughs> it was so, yeah it was so embarrassed because I had been like texting her and you know we taught her and I talk like all the time um but yeah I did ask him like how he felt about that I was like I feel like I have to say something about like me not realizing me not knowing um Mm -hmm. because otherwise I'd be a little weirded out if like something happened like that and the other person yeah she might have assumed that you knew and just like weren't saying anything no totally that makes sense yeah yeah so I like um and he was like yeah she would actually love that if you messaged her it would mean a lot to her so I sent her a little message and that's when she messaged back and was like oh I'm relieved apparently she had been talking to her mom about it and was like I like she was like not only did I have a breakup but like I also Mm. feel like I'm losing this amazing family and like she didn't she wasn't sure if I would still like be okay with being friends with her and I was like yeah obviously we're still friends so were we wrong that you guys are destined and like you guys should be in love and like you should marry and date because like I'm not gonna (laughs) lie I still ship it (laughs) I laughed so hard when I heard that I don't think that would work because when we're both straight <laughs> but that is so an issue like, yeah but we yeah. thought it was so funny because her and I we have sort of different personalities but we're into all the same things like even like really niche things and we have weird personality things like we are the same Enneagram type we have the same love languages we um we both have the same chronic illness which is also a little weird wow. so we like related on 
so many levels and we'd yeah. always be like to my brother like does it weird you out that, like we have so much in common <laughs> oh god stop that is but so funny so because he would like there were so many like things and interests I have that he might like make fun of me for or be like you know he's not always the nicest to me yeah. so then it was like funny to see well, you know yeah the girlfriend like him dating someone well, it's like karma he makes fun of you for a certain thing you've liked forever and then he has, gets a girlfriend who likes it and he's like oh okay yes yes exactly it was so funny and I also like having her on because she um he's you know he has like a lot to learn on certain things and she's very yeah. I I mean, I don't think it's fair for girls to, like, teach um, their boyfriends things. Like, we don't want to raise mm-hmm. them. And that's part of the reason mm-hmm. I thought she would break up with him. Because, like, again, living together, he wouldn't do chores unless someone asked him. And she would start doing chores. And I'd, like, yell, like, stop doing the chore. Like, stop doing it. Like, that's his responsibility. And seeing her do it would sort of get him up to mm-hmm. start doing it. And I was like, stuff mm. like that would bother me so much. I'd actually complain about it in therapy. <laughs> I'd be like, he's gonna lose her. Like, mm-hmm. because all of these things are so frustrating, which also brings me to another thing that I didn't, I don't think I really mentioned in the fall, but like, I don't really think they should get back together because I think she could do better. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds mean, but it's true as like a friend yeah. to her. I think she could do a lot better. Um, and I also told him because he thought I was going to get like mad at him and be like, you can't do better than mm-hmm. her or whatever. Like, what were you thinking? But I told him, I was like, no, like if you're not ready to be invested in a relationship, you shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. Like, both of them yeah. deserve to be in a relationship where they're both, like, happy and they don't feel a bunch of pressure. And, you know, mm-hmm. I just thought, yeah. so I don't think he made a bad decision. Yeah. But do you, I do think she's best. Do you have other siblings or is it just you and your brother? Yeah, two other siblings, two sisters. Do you feel like his ex is kind of like a sister to you? Yes. Like, she fits, like, right in. Yeah. Um, her and I are definitely closer than she is with my other Mm -hmm. sisters that's partially because of age Mm -hmm. but um I think yeah she like like I said fits right in um before the pandemic too her and my brother like went to dinner with my grandparents and when they found out they were like oh no (laughs) can we still take her to dinner Mm -hmm. too like when I say she fit in with the family (laughs) yeah like it I don't know. Dude, she just so bonded nice. with everyone. How is is she like yeah. sad after yeah. the break? Because the only I think I don't I think we talked about it on the call mm-hmm. or we talked about it after I'm pretty sure we talked about it on the call. Um was that like the only like downside of I mean, you know, aside from us like wanting you guys to be together and thinking that you guys should date. The other one was that like the that like when he state starts dating someone new. Or if she starts dating someone new, if it's going to be one of those things that like it is essentially kind of like a prolonged like she's dealing with like the romantic relationship breakup. But then you might have to deal with the friendship breakup, like not now, but later. Have you guys talked about that? Like, is she like very upset about the breakup currently still? She's I think she's sad about it. But like what's weird is that they're like they talk all the time and like 
she had already bought his Valentine's Day present. So she and like he broke up with her like mm. right before Valentine's Day too. And so she like sent it to him. And when she sent it to him, I was like, Are you guys getting back together? Like that's a little weird. I asked him that. I didn't ask yeah, him that. Good and call. Good call. He was like, No, no. And then like they'll talk all the time too. And like it's very I'm the way I see it and like my mom agrees too because we'll like talk I feel like what is going on um I think he's leading her on a little bit but unintentionally I just think he's missing the social cues I just don't think yeah. he's very much like oh well she seems happy so it must be fine but like I think he's missing out on some social cues there but also I don't see aside from that valentine's thing and I know she's getting him a birthday present too and I'm assuming he'll get her a birthday present. I'm trying to figure out like what's going on there without like talking to yeah. her about yeah. it. I mean, if I were you, I think if you're going to pursue the friendship with her, mm-hmm. I would just pretend that he is not related to you. And that like just playing dumb, like not asking him, not finding out any more that then, you know, okay. because like, even if you're like not trying to, if she can talk to you, you're, it's going to be an inflection in your voice. Like she's going to mm-hmm. know that maybe, you know, that like he got her a birthday present or he sent her something like there is that kind of thing. But if it's like, if you treat her like, I don't know, like a camp friend who has like you, yeah. you, she doesn't know anyone else in your circle. You don't know anyone else in her circle. Like you guys are just like an isolated friendship because it does sound like, and like, it's not your responsibility to be like, hey, my brother is and I think it's a good call to like not talk to her about it and like saying mm-hmm. it to him. But I think in general, like the more out of the relationship of theirs that like you can get, then I think the more likely your friendship will be able to like withstand it because on her part, not that she would be like using you by any means, but like she can then if she's still having feelings for your brother, or, like sending gifts or whatever, she can kind of like subconsciously try and get those like micro expressions out of you or like get your gauge your reaction or something like that that you can then have that tie in her mind to him still but I think if you can separate yourself and like I would even just tell both of them being like hey I like love you both separately I really like he's my brother and like you're my friend and like I just want to pretend like he's not my brother like I Mm -hmm. like and like let's not talk about anything that's going on with him and like if you ever need space because like I'm reminding you of something that's going on and like let's do that like my goal is to preserve our friendship and if that is going to take some like wiggle room and take some like growing and some time for us to like get to like a good place like let's do that and then with your brother I would be like I just don't want to hear about it I don't want to like talk about it I don't want to see it and then say the same thing with your mom like don't know that he's getting her a birthday present or she's getting him one because no matter what, like you can see this from a place that neither of them can. And like, we can see mm-hmm. it from the same place of being like, I agree. You're, she's yeah. probably way too good for your brother. Like shouldn't get back together, but neither of them are that unbiased. Yeah. 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 And, it, and I think too, making it clear to her because it seems like she still is trying to hold on to the relationship with him and making it clear, like, that your relationship with her is completely yeah. separate and she can't, and I don't, and I know she's not doing this, but she can't yeah. use you to get mm-hmm. back to him. Well, yeah. and like the, the, and I would also just really reassure to her being like, I'm not going anywhere. Like no matter what your relationship mm-hmm. is with him, like 
you start dating someone new, he starts dating someone new. Like that's never going to change. Like my relationship with you, like he gets a new girlfriend. Like, I don't think this isn't my relationship I have with all of his girlfriends. Like, I think we were just destined to be friends and like, it has yeah, nothing. Like, it just so uh-huh. happens we met through my brother, but like, you're never going to be replaced in that sense. So like reassuring her in that kind of way, because subconsciously she might be like, she said, she's feeling like she lost a relationship. But she also lost this like family, but her tie to the family is him. So subconsciously, I think she's probably yeah. continuing to tie herself to him because all the rest of you are kind of strings attached to that, which she doesn't want to lose. But I think it's reassuring her that she's not going to. And then being like, no, if you need like six months break of like not talking to me because you need to like get over that relationship, I'm still going to be there just as much as I am for you. It's like today, tomorrow, every other day. But because it is this is kind of one of those things that we talk about, like getting over a breakup, you have Mm -hmm. to like, you really have to like cut ties and separate yourself and like get that sign of isolation. And you are not isolation by proxy. I mean, like you are, Mm -hmm. this is going to make it harder for her to get over this relationship. But I think the more you can reassure her that like whatever she needs to do to work through this breakup and get over this breakup, you're going to be there on the other side of it. And that like hopefully for hopefully then she'll be able to break up because like Melissa said I think you are attaching her back to mm-hmm. like the 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 family mm-hmm. all right well thank you cool. so much well, thank, thank you. you so much I love the podcast yeah. I'm a big thank fan. you oh whoa wow <laughs> I'm low-key sad that this isn't like romantic um fantasy like it's not living out my fanfic dreams but i love the friendship aspect too i think it'll be sweet yeah if it works it'll be i think it'll be a funny story in like 10 years i i can like can you believe we used to date he's like my brother now yeah that'll be really funny yeah so should we get into the rest of our episode hi megan melissa um my pronouns are she her and I'm 25, and I was just calling in for some advice from two girl bosses that I really look up to. Um, I I don't know if I should say this, but I am in law school, and I know that there are some other law students that listen to this podcast, but I am in my second year, and I recently decided that I wanted to go into kind of like entertainment and music law because I am a musician and I feel like I have been quote unquote hustling a lot lately um, and trying to network and find all these jobs and I just feel like today it really hit me that I'm having kind of a fatigue of really trying to make it for myself. And I really look up to um, you and Melissa because, you know, you all are working in the entertainment industry. And I know that, you know, things have been really hard this past year. And I know you two work really, really, really hard. And I would just love to hear some advice on how to get through the fatigue and how to not be so scared about the future. Um, 
how to stay positive. I don't know. I just, I feel like I have been really putting myself out there a lot and I'm just scared. I'm just scared. Um, sorry, my dog in the background, but I love you all so much. And I just thought I would call in to get some advice. Um, so thank you very much. I love you both. Is this going to be you giving both of us a pep talk? <laughs> Here we go. Um, okay. I like to set big picture goals. I don't like to look in the short term unless those short term goals are steps for me to get to the p- big picture. So any short term goals that I set, they're anything that goes towards the big picture. So like... um For example, I want to have my uh, ultimate goal is to have a multimedia production company where we're doing podcasts and TV and um, movies. And um, so I know like in the short term goal right now, most of the things that I'm working on are podcasts. But what those what the podcasts are doing is that they're funding enough so that I'm able to write and work on other things while still like being able to live and also like building my company and bringing up other women in the force, um, the force, like it's Star the Wars. Force with yes. Um, <laughs> uh, and um, also like it, it's normal to be scared. It's normal to be tired. You have to allow yourself to have breaks and have like the mental clarity to be able to see what the big picture is. Because if you, if you aren't um, a little bit, of, a little bit scared, then you know, it's, there's no risk. And if there's no Mm -hmm. risk, then why are you doing it? Um, you don't ever want to get too comfortable. Also in the entertainment industry, there's a million ways to get in. Like no one has just like one set path. For example, um, on another podcast that we had on a director and she got, and she was working in like corporate America moved to like, they had moved her here for a job, um, hated the job because they were racist, um, and quit. Like one day she was just like, she quit. They're like, okay, the two weeks knows. She's like, no, I'm out today. Then she went to become a, uh, yoga instructor. And it wasn't anything that she was actually into. Like mm-hmm. she went the first time she's like, this is stupid. Then the second time she went to a different type of class and got really into it, became a yogi now. And then through that, she met a big producer who was like, you should work in the entertainment industry. And she's like, that's not anything that I ever planned. And so she like, but then from that, like she thought about it, she did that. Now she's like friends with Halle Berry (laughs) and like is directing all these like big projects. So like Mm -hmm. there's, I mean, and for me, it was like, I was studying biology and I was like, that's not for me. Came out here, worked on student films, did a bunch of just like internships kind of figured out where my lane was. And again, my whole big picture was like, I want to write and produce, but there's other ways for me to get there. So you can do it. Um, Keep networking. Who, you know, is a huge part of it. Um, Keep networking, but like make meaningful connections. Don't just go out and you're just like handing out your card to everyone. Actually talk to people get to know them. And if it's someone that you're genuinely interested in, then that's who you build a relationship with. Because if you're just out here dusting and throwing everything out and just hoping something bites back, you're never going to connect with anyone. 
Agreed. I also think remaining positive, if positivity is like a key pillar and something that like you need like 100% in your career, then that is something that like you need to find a job that reflects that because yeah. I it's not realistic to remain positive mm-hmm. all I'm of the not time. positive most of the time. <laughs> no, especially in entertainment. Like, and like when getting into entertainment, like I will be honest, getting into inter- the entertainment industry in a pandemic, like people who are actively in it, it's really it's hard, hard right yeah. now. So trying to get into it when it's down low, things aren't really going so well it's not really a positive time in this Mm -hmm. industry. And so wanting to have like a positive mindset about this, like it is going to be not a linear path. And my number one advice for anyone who wants to get into the entertainment industry, it's because nothing else will make you happy. (laughs) And like, it is, I will work my ass off on this because this is like what I want. And I would rather do this, be miserable for a good chunk of the time because any other job I did, I would be exponentially mm-hmm. more miserable, even if my job was perfect and everything was great. And like, there was nothing wrong with it. And like X, Y, and Z and all of that kind of stuff. Like there has to be this kind of like delusional drive yes. that you can withstand and deal with all of the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And there's no shame in being like, oh, I don't want that. Like it's the difference between like, I li- like live to work and work to live. Entertainment industry is you live to work. Yes, you and... have to be someone that ha- that hustles. Like you have to, there's no other way around that. And that that's like, you, that's a forever mindset. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm gonna, like if you think about it with like finance, <laughs> not like, I mean, it obviously differs person to person, but like that's an industry um, in which like if you work on like Wall Street or whatever, like your first couple of years, you're making no money and mm-hmm. you're hustling, hustling, hustling. And then you do that because then you get to the place where you can kind of I don't want to say coast by, but you you do that because you pay your dues to get to this level. But that's not really how it is in entertainment. Like Mm-mm. that's going to be your day in, day out kind of mentality. And so if the if like the the doors shutting and the nose and like the all of that kind of stuff, if that's discouraging to you now, that's going to be forever. And it is discouraged as someone who, highly discouraged, mm-hmm. like and like it can feel really sucky and like not having there be any certainty and all of that kind of stuff. It's really really hard, but that doesn't change that like that's still what I want yeah. to do. Like honor your feelings and all of that, but just recognize like okay, this is. I'm not necessarily ever going to feel 100% stable all of the time in this. Mm-hmm. And stability is something that some people really value. And like, I think, I mean, I think everybody values stability, but there are some people who are willing to compromise that for like their passion. Yeah. But yeah, I would, I would say that. But and if I think like if you're going into entertainment law, that it, that does have a little bit more stability than like what we totally. do. Um, but it is just like, um, it's an intense, it is, it's a really intense job. It is. And And you also, yeah. And you also have to, you know, pick the right clients and pick who you want to work with. Cause if something happens, like say like they like eat people, um, (laughs) yeah. Or you're the person that that's defending that. So you, you gotta, you know. You don't like it goes back to what I was saying, like um, spreading things too thin. You want to make sure that you're making valuable relationships with people. 
Yeah. And it depends on what side you are going to get into. If, like you said, you do music. So I was assuming you would do more like music related mm-hmm. stuff. But a lot of the time, like entertainment lawyers are also like have to kind of also be publicists yep. too and like do that kind of stuff. So like that can be really intense and you have to deal with all of the different like personalities mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff that like you have to be the bad guy yep. so much. And like all, like, That's all your, of that. Like everything time. falls on your shoulders to be the bad guy all yeah. the time. And so uh, and you also have to might have to work with people you don't like and like until you get to the point them. where you you're able to you know pick and choose who you want to exactly. work with um but even if you're at like a firm or whatever and you get put on someone's team who mm-hmm. you're like not super into or any of that kind of stuff like it is it's just a lot and i would also say like yeah like there is like you said there's no linear direction to like do any of this kind of stuff um and I think it's also smart because didn't you do that? Didn't you want to be like a dentist for a while? Yeah. And then you like got like a internship or whatever. And then you're like, oh, I don't like this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did. the, the I like the internship. I took a class where I was actually, you know, having having to learn about things within the mouth mm-hmm. and stuff. And I was just like, this is boring as shit. Yeah. I would recommend like whether you can get like I'm a virtual internship or something where you can see the day to day and make sure it's what you want to get into, because I think it maybe it, it could totally just be like serendipitous that it makes perfect sense that you're into music. You would mm-hmm. want to do this, but it could be like a comp, like something you actually don't really like yeah. that mesh of it, but it seems like the obvious choice. So, um, yeah. And again, yeah, maybe that's not the first law office that you work in yeah Maybe and, you do something else yeah and I like um, when I was working um or interning I did so many different internships like I did editing and producing direct like there were so many internships that I did and they helped me learn about all different areas and I think as an entertainment lawyer it would be good like maybe to do an internship like with the producer because a lot of the things that a produ- like a financial producer does or things that the lawyer would handle and mm-hmm. I think it might be easier to get a producing internship versus a uh, and also I do know a lot of producers that thought that they wanted to be lawyers and they went to producing instead because mm-hmm. it's a lot of you know reading contracts and talking yeah. to people and it's a lot of the same things I would also say, too, I don't know if you're explicitly like looking for inter- like if you're looking for jobs in like law entertainment law firms. Mm-hmm. But I would also look at like positions of like in-house lawyers mm-hmm. at studios or at record labels or even at like management companies or all of that kind of stuff, like those smaller kind of things that are, you know, a little less... um how to get away with murder that kind of like thing like where it's a lot like there's a little bit less competition yeah and working like that you said like you can then end up seeing like oh is this something that i really like is this something that like is similar but yeah even working in the financial side of production could be like a great stepping stone to Mm -hmm. then be like oh okay this is our or like risk management Mm -hmm. like not to get into like all the like the deep like the job titles and all of that kind of stuff but um yeah. yeah. And I would also just really, really take your, I don't want to say take your time, but like find a way to do the, to get an internship or like shadow or do something to like, see if you like this, because 
it could be the perfect blend, but it also could be like, oh, wow, I have a really hard time working with musicians mm-hmm. doing them doing this thing that I really want, wish that I was doing. And I'm not like, yeah. I would have an incredible, like I could never be a fucking agent. Yeah. Like my agents have said, like, like you a, would make a great agent or like a uh, casting casting. That's what I was going to say. And I, I would be, I would be a great casting director, but I could never. And most of the people that were casting directors, they went into it um, as actors. Yeah. But like I, at this point in my mm-hmm. life could not do that yeah. like emotionally. And so I think like looking into it um, in that way, because also like a fun music thing that you could do that maybe not be representing like musicians specifically. Mats has a couple friends who work in, and I would love to do this job. They work in music, music placement. So they find the songs to put into TV shows and mm-hmm. movies and all of that kind of stuff. Um, but there's tons of legalities that go along right. with that and tons so, of contracts mm-hmm. and whether they're working directly with a record label, they have to like reach out and do all of that stuff. And those are like smaller kind of things that like, then you're working with like music and like not necessarily musicians, if that's like too hard for you to like see someone doing something that you really want to do. Um, and I would also say if your goal, your if your actual dream and your ultimate goal is to be a musician, don't go to law school. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just so much money. So, so, I so think, much I money. I think doing a whole bunch of internships to figure out exactly what you want to do would be your first step. Yeah. I think that's a good idea. And hey, I I benefited from that pep talk too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one. If any casting directors are listening, I am available to read for anything. Hey, Megan and Alyssa. I love the podcast. Literally love both of you. I'm calling because I just got the most information possible and I don't know how to handle it. I was planning on moving in with these three girls. They're absolutely amazing. I'm so excited. And when we were looking for the third girl to move in, we were looking together and we were doing interviews with other girls to see who would be a good fit. And one of the girls ended up being from my floor from when I was on residency last year. And when she went up, I was like, guys, this is such a funny coincidence. We hooked up with like the same guy during Frosh week, like within like a few days of each other. I'm 19 in the Libra, by the way. Um, I don't know what anyone else's star signs are. We're all the same age though. And so... We ended up picking someone else anyways, so that doesn't matter. But I get a message today on Instagram, as well as a follow from that guy saying, hey, like, I just wanted to let you know I'm really good friends with, like, your new roommates. I just didn't want to jump out on you and catch you by surprise. And the thing was is that I ghosted him because my friends convinced me to, even though I was, like, into him, but whatever. That doesn't matter anymore. But I just don't know what to do with this information and... He just so happens to be part of a group of friends. I'm almost positive that the two houses and he lives down the street, they do family dinners every Friday night that I was being told about that I'm invited to. So it's just like, I don't feel like I would feel awkward about it. Like I'm super over it. It's been like a year, but I also just don't know what to do with this information and what to do if that does occur and we're putting the situation together. Like I honestly wouldn't know how to act like do I just make jokes about it or anything I really don't get around a lot with guys so I don't know what I, how to handle these situations when they come he's like one of the only guys I hooked up with out of like four right like I'm 19 so any advice would be great I'm actually really excited that I have something to call into the show about I literally love you both I think we need to know why your friends told you to ghost him <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> I'm really curious about that. Yeah. Because I think that like, did you get the ick and then did they confirm it? And now are you regretting it? And then you're like, oh, now I'm seeing him. Like, why did I ghost him in the first place? Like, do you not want to take responsibility for ghosting him? Because like you're now because it sounds like y- there's some flirty mm-hmm. stuff that you like want to follow through with. Or do you like some shitty fucking friends that are where are they in this picture? Like, what is this? Yeah, you need to figure. Why did you ghost him? Mm-hmm. And, and then, what? like, if you're over him, um, then this shouldn't be an issue. If it, he was just some guy that you hooked up with, yeah. If and I, I think don't. You might still be flirting with the thought of maybe hooking up with him again. Well, I think like this is. I think your your imagination is playing house mm-hmm. that it's like oh there's family dinners like how cute would that be if like we started dating again and like he's friends with my roommates like I mean we've all been there where yeah. we kind of like you know that fantasy daydream spiral of like ah oh. especially since the other girl like the you like realized that she had hooked up with him so like that played a factor in her not being your roommate but then this one came along and they just happened to be friends too and it's like oh maybe this is serendipitous that we are question Mm -hmm. if you had said to the roommates that you were living with about this like third girl that didn't end up living with you guys like oh my god so crazy we hooked up with the same guy those other roommates are friends with him and they didn't tell you oh we're friends with him he told you I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like who, who established family dinners? If these are all brand new people moving in together, what do we like? Is he moving? Is he serendipitous? Okay. Cause here's the thing. Like this could either be like, and, and I think like I am 99% on like the, this is college, small groups of people mm-hmm. like just happens. Then there's also like this 1% of me that I'm like, single white female or like you know that kind of thing where it's like okay and then like he he ended up moving next door in with these guys who like do family dinner with like the other roommates of girls that you know and so like he's inserting himself into all of this I don't think it's that but like if like your friends had said you need to ghost him for like a like he's creepy like that's a big difference than like we like when you're single more or like we don't think he's that cute is like a huge difference but like I just wouldn't I wouldn't read into this to be fully honest I would go out of your way to not hook up with him because Mm -hmm. like this will cause inevitable like repercussions or feelings or what do you what do you want like one why why did why did they tell you to ghost him was it a valid reason were they shitty friends are they still in your life now if they're still in your life maybe go back and talk to them like now that you've had some distance between what happened Mm -hmm. like like you told me to ghost him i just wanted to fall back and see like what were your reasons because people might have different reasons that they weren't able to tell you at the time or they saw the big picture and they were you know, looking out for you. Um, and then like, if it's something that's valid, that's not even someone you want to have dinner with. So just yeah, don't be, I know it's like quote unquote family dinner, um, but they're not your family. You don't not, even know that. Yeah. <laughs> so don't go to the dinner. But if it's like something that that's like, 
silly or they just like we're just like you know he's just not like good for you then move past it and I honestly, it doesn't feel like to me that you're actually over, like you were over it. And now that he's like contacted you, you're taking it like you're a taking sign. it as a sign. Yes. So eventually, because of how college is, you're probably going to end up together at some point, like at a party with these friends. He might show up with other friends. You need to set up boundaries if you don't want to actually see him. But if it's just like, fine, I mean, it's college. Everybody hooks up with everybody. Then, you know, just go about and live your life. It doesn't have to mean anything unless you want it to mean something. That's what I was going to say. You mentioned that you haven't hooked up with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And like, you might just not know how to be friends with someone that you've hooked up with before. But like, that's what college is for. Mm -hmm. is like learning how to be like, oh, yeah, casually hooked up with this friend, like, we're still chill. Like everything's fine between us. Like it's whatever. Um, Cause we can kind of assign a lot of meaning to those things when previously we've only ever like hooked up with people where it really meant a lot to us. So um, yeah, I would, I think everything you said spot on talk to those friends again and all of that. But like, yeah, if I would go out of your way <laughs> to not hook up with him because I'm doubting either of you are both on the like emotional same page. Like, Mm -hmm. and regardless, he is too close in proximity and then too close with your roommates to like not inevitably make it awkward. But, but at the end of the day, it's college. Like what's going to happen is going to happen. But yeah, I would, I would try and not romanticize it or take it as a sign. It's just what, it's literally just what happens when you're on in college. Mm -hmm. And it's like a small thing. Like if I took it at, Every one of those things is like signs. <sighs> I would be, <laughs> it would be so bad. I, yeah, no. Me watching like a BuzzFeed video where my ex was in it and it was, I was like, is this a sign? <laughs> no. <'Cause laughs> I promise it's not. Every one of his exes probably saw it. <laughs> every single one. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. All right. But, um, have fun yeah be safe wear a mask and condom Mm -hmm. all the protection Mm -hmm. take your birth control all right time for a break okay let's take a quick break and we will be right back This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there I'll, and, and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah I drink mine specifically when I am working out it's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get 
fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls, but happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work. 
which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back from our break and it's time to get into the rest of the calls. Hi, Madeline and Melissa. I'm 21, my sister's 29 and both use she, her pronouns. I've been fantasizing about cutting her out of my life for a while now. I was in a relationship with a girl, and during that time I've experienced extreme homophobia on her end. For example, a few months ago a children's book came out which featured LGBTQ plus characters, and it was shred publicly by politicians, banned by a mayor from kindergartens. There were protests, and there was a petition to ban it from bookshops, and I found out about it because she shared it. She expresses disgust when she says, the gay people, she told me to repress my attraction to girls and it's going to go away. And she sees all this as an extension of my mental health problems. We used to have a great relationship. She was my best friend. And then she became Christian and it was a complete U-turn. I know she loves me so much, but that makes it hurt even more if that makes sense, because I associate this love with actively hurting me. The problem is she's pregnant now and I kind of feel like I'd be a dick for cutting her out and ruining this important part of her life. Also, it would hurt my mom so, so much. And so I don't know what to do. When I think about my niece, I know that she will be raised to be homophobic and I will have to hide this from her because they think that it's unnatural for children to know about this because being gay is unnatural and I just don't know what to do because I don't think I can take that mentally. So please help me. I love this podcast so much and I know that if someone can help, it's you guys. So thank you and bye. Fuck your sister. Fuck your sister. Fuck your sister. Fuck your sister. Ugh. Just to state it again, if you're new, I'm straight and I don't have any sort of, I don't have full biological siblings. So I can't speak from like, I can't put myself in your shoes um, and relate it to my own life in that kind of sense. So just to get that out of the way, but you have our permission to cut her out of your life. Like, that's what you you know that's what you need to do and you know that's what's best for your mental health and you're right and you're valid like that's what you should do and i'm not going to say like your mom is shitty for like wanting you to keep her your sister in your, your life because like that's a nuanced situation but it sounds like for me like you are taking on a lot of other people's emotions and nobody's taking yours on except for you and you're worrying about everyone else and nobody's really worrying about you and your well-being in this situation so you have to be the one who only worries about you because that's you have to take care of you because that's all you have and 
when you first started saying about like the niece, it was like, in my mind, it was like, oh, okay. Do you feel like a responsibility to maintain in her life? So your niece um, is able to like see different, to be exposed to just not this like heteronormative, all of that stuff. But the fact that you wouldn't be allowed to share, you wouldn't allowed to be your true self or anything like that. Nobody is benefiting from that in this situation at all. And like, that's not your responsibility to be there and all of that. And like, again, like it's also not your responsibility to maintain a relationship with your sister. That's if she wanted to maintain a relationship with you, she wouldn't be homophobic. And like your mom being, if your mom's upset that you cut her out, that's not like, she should be upset that her other daughter's homophobic. Like that's what the the reaction is not the issue. Like your reaction to her actions. No, that like it's she, she chose to do those things and that's on her. And like, she's going to lose her sister and that's going to fucking suck. But like, you have to protect yourself in that. And like, I just like, I feel for you so hard. I can't imagine how like awful that must've been to like, (laughs) find out all of that stuff through like your sister reposting all of this kind of shit and just going through your life, having someone who's been previously so close to you say like incredibly bigoted and hurtful and like just awful, awful, incorrect also things under the umbrella of that. That's her religion. Um, But yeah, I mean, I say cut her out, cut her out because this is just so not okay and not healthy for you and your mental health. And it's also, even if like you wanted to, and you didn't express this, but even if you like wanted her to like change her mind and all of that stuff, that's also not your responsibility. I haven't been in this situation, but I have someone close to me that has been in a similar situation where uh, two family members of hers are deeply homophobic she distanced herself from the family, uh, but she's still close to certain members. So it seems like you and your mom are still close um, and your mom isn't homophobic, I guess, since you didn't mention that. And so I would, uh, based on what this um, person that I know did is that she distanced herself from the other two family members, but stayed very close with her mom and um, other siblings And eventually, as I mean, it's been a long, long, long road, long road. And now that the um, other family members see that, like, this isn't a phase, this isn't something that you can suppress, this isn't something that you can uh, get rid of. Um, like sexuality is your sexuality, then they're slowly starting to come around. They still haven't fully come around. It's been years and it deeply hurt her. Um, And I remember like after she had initially came out and I just took her aside and I said that, you know, like I accept you for who you are. And um, like that, it, I like, I don't like, there's no difference. Like sexuality is just sexuality. There's nothing different about you to me. There's nothing different that's changing that like, I'm, I don't have the same views as as these other people. And she was very like, 
appreciative of that. And I just want you to know, caller, that like you being you doesn't change like anything about you and your um so your sister she may never come around and that is hurtful but you can't there's no way that you can teach this child not to be homophobic if you can't be yourself around them if you can't even talk to them so or talk to them about who you truly are so if it's going to be better for your mental health and better for you then I say that you distance yourself and maybe one day she might come around and maybe not, but you have to do what's best for you because you can't be a positive example around to this child if you can't even discuss the, the information with them. I would also talk to your mom about passive homophobia because if she's not Mm -hmm. homophobic. But she's allowing it. But yeah, there is some sort of putting the rela- the the fate of the relationship on you is your responsibility as like even if she's telling your sister like this is who she is and like whatever and all of that stuff even if she's still telling you like that would break my heart if you guys if you cut her out of your life is her not validating your experience or like what this is doing to you mentally that like that essentially in saying that is that like she's sad that like you can't just deal with this situation at hand and you can't just like continue on like this which in itself is just it's passively that's like it's passively homophobic Mm -hmm. that like that is something that even if she feels which I think is an inevitable feeling like oh my god it would break my heart if my daughter stopped speaking to each other but like that conversation should be had with her Mm -hmm. not you it should be like it is breaking my heart that like you are not accepting of not only a huge chunk of the population but like your sister like and like that you are willing to like completely destroy her mental health and say all these horrible and horrific things that like will cause her inevitably and rightfully so to no longer be a part of this like family that to me if I was your mom, if I was a mom and I had two kids, one kid was homophobic and the other one was um, gay or like bi, pan, anywhere in the not straight spectrum, <laughs> I I would never in my life be like, oh, my, my kid who's gay, they are leaving our family. Mm-hmm. I would never, that would not, yeah. I would be like, okay, fuck your sister and her fucking homophobic views, she's out of the fucking family, come back home. And that's to me, like, regardless of how she feels or like what she says she feels, like just having a conversation with her about like how hurtful it is. And she might not, that might not be her intention or how she feels or anything like that, but there's a filtering that needs to be done or understanding that like, hey, you're not gay, so you don't understand what this is doing to me mentally and expecting and being not even expecting, but telling me that you're sad that I'm not going to withstand this anymore is makes me feel like you're telling me like, you wish I could just deal with this. And this is so hard. And also you're not the one that changed. You've always been you. She's the one that went to this like awful 
place with, and I'm not calling Christianity awful because I am a Christian, but I don't, I'm not a hateful person. Mm-hmm. And um, th- she's the one that changed. She went to a church that preaches hate. Yeah. And so she has, she's the, the you're the constant. And so you shouldn't be the one to dampen who you are to make her feel comfortable. And religion is a choice. Sexuality mm-hmm. is not a choice. Mm-hmm. And that's like point blank. Yeah. But I think you know that like you even said like I, this would be really detrimental to your mental health. Like you, you know this. And I think like if you don't have like a support system of people around you at home or like friends or something that are like, sometimes it's easier to have like an unbiased third party tell Mm -hmm. you like people who don't know your family, don't know any of that, like, and just know the facts can tell you like, yeah, cut them out. There is the whole fucking nuclear family idea. And the fact that like, we're really encouraged to deal with, the shitty, shitty, awful things that like family members do and just take it as like family is the most important blood is thicker than water and all of that kind of stuff like is so damaging and cutting out people who are related to you because they hurt you, their relation to you, all that does is hurt you more. That doesn't give them like a free pass or like more grace or more empathy or anything like that. Like People who know you and people who are related to you have the power to hurt you even more. And you have that doesn't offer any sort of extra wiggle room or extra things that you should have to deal with. Mm -hmm. Like the people who are they should be treating you the best out of everybody. And if they're not, you don't have to accept that. Like that's not a prerequisite of family at all. And it's on your mom. If your mom's not homophobic, it's fucking on your mom. If she's going to maintain a relationship with your sister, then you've tell her, hey, it's on you to not raise, to, to undo all of the homophobic teachings that will be ingrained in, into that child. Yeah. Because I would love to have a relationship with her one day, but mm-hmm. that's on you. That's true. Because she is, is the one that's the one that's trying to bridge the relationship. So, yeah, yes, and it 100 percent is on her then. Mm hmm. On to the next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm a 28-year-old female, she, her pronouns, and I'm calling to get some advice about moving on after a friendship breakup. My friend of over 20 years just ended our relationship over me not attending her wedding last October 2020. For some context, I was her maid of honor, and thus I was responsible for planning the bachelorette party, engagement party, and providing general support. Leading up to the wedding, there was some strain on our relationship. Uh, She was a bit of a bridezilla that kept changing any plans I made for her. And her mom was a raging bitch the entire time, um, and like yelling at me for spending money to buy things for the parties, whatever. Um, This all could have been dealt with and looked past if it wasn't for the pandemic. Uh, Back in March 2020, I strongly encouraged them to postpone the 20-plus person wedding, and they refused. This was especially frustrating for me because I have a PhD in virology, you know, the study of viruses, but they were too stubborn to listen, and needless to say, I did not attend any of the wedding events, and this 
stress our relationship even further. We both agreed we wanted to move past this, and I continued to reach out and keep in touch. We live in different states. But finally, she decided she couldn't move past me not attending her wedding and ended our friendship. I really don't know how to move on, and it feels really weird being best friendless. Um, and, like, how do adults even make new best friends? Any advice would be great. Doctor. <laughs> oh, my. Like, can you imagine the audacity of them arguing with her? With a doctor? With a doctor who studies like viruses? You're like, oh, my God. I don't know how you didn't, like, directly laugh in their face. I'd be like, I'm sorry, what? It's literally like arguing with like a, a, a cis man over women's rights where you're like, you, you don't know anything. I. I can't. I, OK. Um, <laughs> I'm like baff, I'm baffled that they would argue. They would even argue about. I mean, she was a bridezilla, first of all. But like the fact that you didn't attend her wedding, like. The fact that she didn't postpone the wedding because you, an expert, asked her to or told her to not ask, really. But like, but like, even the fact that like the wedding still went on and thousands of people have died since then. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, there is no sense of like, okay, I understand. Or even like, why is she still thinking about her wedding now? Like, it's the spring. Like, why are you still, hell, like, bent out of shape? Like, is your marriage that sucky that you're still thinking back to the day where it's supposed to be the happiest day of you marrying the love of your life? And all you can think about is, like, that I wasn't there yeah. because, like, there was a right. deadly virus. Th- that's the thing is, like, why are you still I thinking have about it? Of a wedding because I want all the focus to be on me and I'm not yes. thinking about anyone else. Like, that is my, like, and like, I feel like marriage, not that I'm like marriage is separate from the wedding because you can just get married and, you know, yeah. not have the wedding. And, you know, it's it's a legal thing to be bound by someone. I'm talking about the actual wedding. It's a party <laughs> to celebrate that marriage. And she's pissed that you weren't there because you were trying to protect yourself and you didn't want to be a hypocrite in your profession because it would be very unethical for you as a doctor to show up at this wedding. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be the next doctor, Mike. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So, I mean, her question is about how, how do to I... make friends. Yeah. I mean, I think your outlook on this like you kind of have the same like, huh, what the fuck as like we mm-hmm. are having right now. It doesn't sound like I think this sounds like this displayed like a massive character flaw in her that you're not necessarily like missing. And I think right now you're looking to like. I think you're I don't even think you're missing her. I think you're just like like you said, like, I think you're probably missing like a friend to send TikToks to mm-hmm. or like someone to like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, all especially of that kind when of they've stuff. been your friend for most of your life. Yeah. I mean, I think like having no best friend or whatever is best friends are made from close friends. So Mm -hmm. I think like if you don't you don't need to like go on, like make a casting call and like go look to find a new friend, just invest your time and invest your time in the other existing friendships that you have and the people who have like displayed themselves in a way that like you align with during this pandemic. So you can kind of like 
you know, prevent anything like this from happening again. Um, And then naturally, I think we make friends when we're like when we have good friendships, like and we have those people like when we have those examples. And I always say I'm like, you'll make the best friends when you already have a great group Mm -hmm. of friends because your standards and your expectations and for the people that you're allowing into your life, like you have a high, high standard. So I think investing your time in those other friendships and like making friends as an adult is hard, but I would say making friends as an adult in a pandemic is like even harder. Mm -hmm. So I think it's great to like reconnect with like former friends or just foster the relationships that you currently have. And then post pandemic, um, I think of of it in the same kind of way as dating. Like, I think there's like great friend setup dates of like a friend of a friend who's like, you guys would really get along. Or like, I have a friend, like you live in New York. Like I have a friend who's moving to New York who you get along with really Mm -hmm. well. And again, like kind of like a blind date setup sort of thing, or, oh, you're really into like music and concerts. Maybe you meet someone there. Maybe you are into reading, you join a book club and you meet someone who's doing that and all of that kind of stuff, like with shared interest. But I wouldn't worry so much about like, the term like best friend or anything like that, because I think that's something that just naturally comes Mm -hmm. out of like regular friendships. Yep. Agree. Um, And I think maybe, and like how to make, if you're looking to make new friends, um, maybe all your friends that were your close friends went went. to the wedding. (laughs) Um, I mean, I feel like maybe like at professional conferences, because you know that these people are going to be like-minded in what, how they view, uh, the world in a pandemic so maybe like there's other like women's groups or like Mm -hmm. groups within your profession that you can meet other people to be friends with that don't necessarily work at the place because I know like if making friends with people that you work with not including Megan and I um (laughs) that that can be difficult but if there's other like groups outside of that that you can meet people that don't work at your specific place and that can open up your friend group yeah use like networking things Mm -hmm. as like not necessarily business Mm -hmm. connections too but like friendship connections yeah i think that's a great idea if your whole friend group though went to this wedding that's insane i would be laughing in all of their faces i'd be like sarah you work at baskin robbins (laughs) what do you mean you know more about this than me (laughs) like that's wild wow 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 i do just like piggyback off of that i do want to know if the girl that called in i think it was like may ish maybe that called in and said that her friend was having a maskless wedding did you end up going we didn't get an update oh yeah i would love to know yeah i we had people send on the podcast instagram account just like random like news articles of like maskless wedding in random state like mm-hmm. kills like 100 people we had like lots of people send yeah. like very different ones being like, do you think this is them do you think this is them so i would be curious super it's... spreader events yeah It is time for Don't Blame Them. This is where someone calls in with their own advice from a call we've had on a previous episode. And so this one is from season seven, episode 16. And the original caller, she um, 
does like temporary nanny jobs um and she the people that she nannies for teaching hateful you know comments to their children and so she was asking us how to like how she should respond to those comments so here's someone sharing advice on that hi megan and Melissa. i am calling for a don't believe gum for season seven episode 16 the most recent episode um i'm offering advice for the caller who is a nanny and is having difficult conversations with the children they are taking care of so um as an early childhood professional i commend the caller for challenging the children's beliefs about racism sexism and other isms that they have been exposed to via their families. I wanted to say that the caller is doing all of the right things. It's very important to have these conversations with your children in the most holistic and organic way. In my classroom, we deal with social issues around gender and race as soon as they come up. Like the caller, we ask open-ended questions that make the children think and offer a different perspective on the issue. I would recommend for the caller to read about anti-bias curriculum to learn more and be prepared to talk to the parents about the conversations that come up. Because trust me, your words will come back to the parents and their reactions may be intense because their beliefs are so ingrained inside to their identities. And um, I don't think that the caller is stepping over the line. She's not trying to parent the children or lecture them about what is right or wrong. She's simply helping the children uncover their own biases and develop a better understanding of these complex issues. So I really feel like it's important for her to maybe look up anti-bias curriculum because it's so integral in guiding the children on how to tackle these issues and giving them the resources to develop a positive sense of self. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for bringing up this um, call. And I think, I hope that was really helpful. Thank you. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. We got a lot of don't blame thems from, for this call. Um, So a lot of people have thoughts and i think this caller summarized what everyone was mm-hmm. saying fully 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 agree and um yeah now you have our seal of approval of what you're doing and someone who like is actually <laughs> has credentials in yes this. so we have opinions yeah. she has the credentials that's that is really what don't blame them mm-hmm. is a lot of it's like us with our hot takes and our just just so many opinions and then someone calling in to be like I concur. And mm-hmm. I did graduate in college with a degree. In <laughs> like, yes. Uh, well, that is it for our episode, everyone. We hope you enjoyed. If you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can give us a call at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Again, 18 or over or your parents' permission to call in. Keep it under three minutes. Let us know your pronouns and practice. Write it down. Give us as much details as possible um as you can tell from the update she said she was like i i I, bullet points weren't enough i should have written it down Mm -hmm. word for word which we always appreciate and we're on socials don't blom meme pod over on uh, instagram our own individual instagrams by my book by my presets if you want to listen ad free we're on stitcher our videos are on patreon stitcher premium stitcher premium stitcher premium ad free and we are on Patreon if you want to support the show so we can keep doing the show, which is one of the few things in life that brings me serotonin. Um, we have a... I was going to say on Patreon, we do um, live streams twice a month and we also do the video versions of the show. 
and it's very affordable. $1 to $5. And then if you have more that you want to want to want to contribute, go for it. Mm-hmm. You can write it in. Any of your multitude of your catalog of shows that you produce that as, you would like to promote? As Megan um, has suggested to me numerous times, I have gotten a link tree now. So <laughs> She's an influencer. <laughs> so if you want to check out any of my shows, go look there. I'm also very surprised when <laughs> people tell me that they like listen to the, like another show. I'm like, oh, I just, I don't know why. I just don't connect them all together. Someone posted in the Facebook group that they listened to, was it Pants? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Yeah, the the day that like, I was, uh, like my name was in the credits. I had somebody tweet about it and I was just like, it's it's weird, but it's it's awesome. I love it. People are, it's like, people are like watching uh, a show it's like watching a Shondaland show and at the end they see it's Shondaland. They're like, oh, Shondaland? Funny to find you here. It's like you have, because, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. do, it's like every time we watch, um, I watch Crossroads and I remember, I'm like, oh my God. Or like any of these other things and I'm like, oh, you're everywhere. Yeah. You are the same. Yeah. You can be the Shonda of podcasts right now. I will, Shonda and then you'll be the Shonda of her, Shonda. Yeah, and then Shonda does have like a podcast network of her stuff too so i missed that yeah that's it friendly reminder we do not answer advice via dm mm-hmm. so call into the show and if you have an update send us an email say hey i've got let's do we want to do a live update blah, blah blah give us a call do it any of those things same with um to get into the facebook group if you forgot forget to add something in your profile we probably won't see your dm until after we've already declined you so just like reapply and put the information in so simple Mm -hmm. yes and also um when we ask for like a a profile that is public messaging us on your instagram saying hey this was my application does also does not qualify we Mm -hmm. need to cross make sure that everyone is who they say they are so Yes, that's it for this episode. Leave us a review. Counteract the um, us being mean girls. Did you listen? You're like, oh my god, they're so nice. Let me leave a review. About how wonderful they are. <laughs> we're not. The thing is, we're not nice, but we're not mean. We don't like intentionally, intentionally be malicious. That's like the thing. I always have a hard time. People are like, you're a bitch. I'm like, yeah, but like not in the way that you think mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> like I am, but like not. No, like you no, that's not how this works. Being against bigotry doesn't make me a bitch. There's a lot of other parts of my personality that make me a bitch, but like this is not one of them. Yeah. Uh well, that's it. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Don't blame me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.